Before we begin our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're recording on. For Cass, it's the Borogagal people, and for Haley, it's the Dharawal people. Welcome to Drag Me Out. I'm Haley, And I started watching heterosexual sports like motor racing. I'm Cass. Is it though? Like I feel it's very niche. Um, I mean, I've watched it on and off over the years, um, but I don't know what possessed me. I'm, I'm not what sh- sh- quite sure what happened today, but it popped into my head that the Bathurst 1000 was on. And then I was like, oh, it's not Sunday because Sunday's race day. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, what happens on Saturday? And I went, oh, the top 10 shootout. And then we ended up watching other car racing that was on at the track as well. And, like, I was I was actually, like, getting into it. I think I'd rather shit in my own hands than clap. Um, well, that's always on the cards. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that that's would that would be what, what I'd rather. Like, it's I knew it was con- on. It's, it's called content if you do. I knew it was on because my friend actually lives in Bathurst. So she was right. like, oh, Bathurst is telling me so it's all busy. And she's actually, like, right next to it. So she's is like, she on the track? Pretty much. I was just, I was saying this to the missus today. I'm like, um, if you're one of the houses on the track, do you get reimbursed? by the racing people because you're basically inconvenienced for like three or four days. Well, she, um, she rents. So I don't think. Well, maybe the, um, the landlords do or something. Cause like when we were watching it and they do the overhead shots and you can see like there are houses quite a way away from each other. It's not like they're like right next door to each other or anything. Mm. And I was like, if you're one of those people, do you a get reimbursed B it would be free seats for you basically and see could you if your property was big enough could you rent it out for people because people take their caravans up and stay up there yeah and i'm like could you rent your property like the 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 so the caravans could park on your lot i'm assuming you could like because yeah. it's your property yeah um but obviously she doesn't own it so she just rents so i'm not sure what it is but she says it's not that much of an inconvenience she's like it does like some of the races start at like five o'clock in the morning well bathurst itself starts because it's it's a a thousand kilometer race yeah so and it goes for like i don't know six or eight hours or something right but yeah, and she's yeah she says she can hear it yeah i mean i'd like to go i was actually looking at the tickets today they're not that expensive yeah, but boring. at the same time, gee, it's hetero. And it's one of those things where if you're on the straight, like where the finish, start and finish line are, like it isn't until the cars spread out that you'll you'll get to see cars go past more often. But for like the first couple of laps, it's like vroom, and then nothing for two minutes. And then vroom, and then nothing for another two minutes. And then vroom, and then that will obviously start to as they start going into pits and stuff, they'll start to spread out a little bit more. So you always see a cargo pass, but like, you're like, it's like people who go to F1. They, the, the formula ones, like it's Rather the same. Poke my own eyeballs out. Just... It's the same concept. 
you pay hundreds of dollars for your seat and then it's like vroom and then nothing for three minutes. And then all you're doing is watching it on big screens until they get back around to you. It just, but, you know, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, the closest thing to racing that I'm going to watch is Cars or Cars 2 or Cars 3. So, yeah, it's just, it's not my thing. Mm. Mm. thing. Yeah, I've been having a bit of a sporty thing going on lately. Um, I started to watch the Shane Warne. It's it's like a documentary, but there's some acting in it. And the guy who's playing Shane Warne is annoying me, so I kind of stopped it. (laughs) Um, I, I was just like, don't, like, please. Um, and then we had the grand finals for the AFL and the NRL last week, which incidentally were actually very good, very exciting, very close. Like both, even the NRLW, the women's one was pretty close right up to the end as well. Like it was actually an exciting week of football. Um, I, I mean, I know that we don't, this podcast isn't about football, but like I'm giving you an insight into my week. Yeah. I think we've lost about, I don't know, half well, our viewership. So all yeah, so we've only lost that have gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry about it. We'll get you back. <laughs> we'll rope you back in somehow. Like we'll talk about gay stuff. Don't worry. Don't worry. Mm. Um, but so this week you don't know this. Um, oh, I hinted to it in our chat. But um, so uh, I'm introducing a new segment. No, when did, was I paying attention? Probably not. You probably weren't. Go on. It's called. Okay, so it's called this gay in history. Okay. Instead of this day in history, this gay. Oh, in right. History. Okay. Yep. I get it. I needed to re okay. explained, but go on. Yeah. 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 So it's basically, I'm going to uh, introduce uh, gay people throughout the history, quite famous ones, whether they were out or not. And people you didn't find out until later on after their passing that they were gay and, and anything like that, just to teach the children's about the histories of the peeps. Who are the homosexuals, the LGBTQIA or AI or whatever it is, plus community? Because I feel it's needed. Yeah. Because there are some things in life that people just don't know. People aren't always born with this knowledge. People aren't 300 years old like I am. Some people are three. And they're not going to know this stuff unless people like me do this gay in history. But that's a little bit later. So Mm -hmm. tell me about your week. What's going on? What's happening? Happy homeowner. Go. So I unofficially, officially unpacked the last box. By unofficially, I mean there are two boxes in the garage, but I don't need to unpack those. Those are staying in the garage. Right. So everything's unpacked. And then I completed one of my big projects, which was my little podcast nook, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm very happy with. I... Hey, he's a troll living under the stairs now. I actually, I love it. It makes me no. You did good. You, you did. You did good. But it's it's a troll like environment. Let's be honest. Yeah, but I made it pretty. Like it's a pretty. You troll. did make like, a very very pretty. It's Can the you trolls please, with um... the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you please uh, insert here? I will post uh, the photo. Yeah, because people what? people need to see what they're dealing with. I mean, all I've got is a bookcase behind me. <laughs> So I was very happy with that because I got sent home from work because I accidentally didn't bring what I needed to go to work with. So they're like, oh, you can go home and get it. And I'm like, hmm, no, I'm good. I'll just go home. (laughs) 
do it as a late sick call, shall we? So I was like, you know what? I'm home. Let's be productive. Let's get this shit done. So I did Mm it. I returned. I bought a stable gun ages ago to do to reupholster my thing. I was I'm not going to do that anytime soon. So I was like, you know what? I'll just return it. I'll use that to buy materials. I ended up spending about six bucks. And uh, yeah, so I did my little podcast room. Um, nice. I've got a lot of like I posted it on one of like the renovation pages on Facebook, mm-hmm. and like comes all the men's. So you'll see in the photo the stairs are made out of MDF. Yep. which is a very common material used for stairs. Yes. Everybody has different building codes in different countries, but like all the men's on there are like, oh, those stairs look so... I'm like, look, they've been up for seven years. Maybe next year they'll fall down. Like, it's very durable. I don't understand your issues. It's like they have to find the bad in in the good. I'm like, that's not what I'm asking. I'm not asking, do I need to replace my stairs? I'm, not, I'm showing you this is what I did. Look at it. Pretty pretty um and yes i will be covering the stairs but that's it's future Haley's problem yeah um question yes. with with the stairs are you painting them or are you covering them in some kind of a material because i believe i think i believe mm-hmm. that you need something textural so i was gonna use the they've got what they call tongue and groove i think it's tongue and groove paneling yep basically you just slot it into each other just yep. make so someone suggested that I do the same flooring on the ceiling. Hmm. I don't know. But I'm like just gonna floorboards. No, no, no. Like because so the floor's sticky tiles from Bunnings. Mm-hmm. Um so I do the paneling and then I can put the sticky tiles on top if I really wanted to. But I'm I'm really like I'm what I do is I do it and then I'm like, okay, what does this need? And then I sort of go from there, mm-hmm. but I can't do, I need big boy tools, which my friend is away at the moment and he's got the big boy tools. Right. So I need him to come back and then mm-hmm. I can finish the project. But yes, so I was happy with that, but there's another issue I'm having in the house. Okay. I'm having trouble pooping in my house. And I'll tell you why. So the last sure. 10 years. We've had separate toilets to our bathroom. Right. You don't want the smell encroaching into your bedroom. That, but also I've been, I gotten used to pooping in a small confined space. Walls are there. The door's there. I can reach the door. Right. My ensuite's quite large. Mm-hmm. The other bathroom I don't use because the boys use them. No, and then mm-hmm. the downstairs toilet is the separate toilet, so I feel more comfortable there because it's very small, very cramped. So I'm having trouble pooping in large spaces. <laughs> I don't know how to solve it. I don't know. Just start pooping outside. I don't know. So many things are going through my mind right now. Uh, one of them is at least you've got room to like brace if it's like <laughs> one of them. Um, <laughs> You know, or, you know, if you, if it's been building up for a really long time and you finally let it go, you know, you've got, you can kind of do the whole relax out like ah, type thing. You've got all of that now. Like you have to, you've got to think about this stuff. Like just, just feel very just cozy, shit, man. Just do the shit, man. <laughs> just feel very cozy. Hmm? Now, the other thing I wanted to discuss was, and I don't want to get it political, 
what do we think of this yes vote business? It's very confusing because I have some Indigenous Australians on TikTok being like, nah, we don't care, don't want it. And then we have some being like, look, it's just a voice in parliament. And then we have the conspiracy theorists, which, you know what, it seems a bit dodgy. It seems really, really weird that they are pushing this. It just seems very strange. Okay, so with the yes vote, for those people who don't know and for international listeners and viewers, is basically the Indigenous people of this country do not have a voice in Parliament. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have representation in Parliament, but they do not have a voice. What this is is basically introducing is um, anything to do with Indigenous people of this country, they will be brought into the conversation, okay? They can guide and they can confer and converse about it, but they essentially still cannot manipulate, for lack of a better term, they cannot uh, manipulate the law or anything like that. So basically what it is is this referendum is to give the Indigenous people a voice and also be a part of the constitution of this country. As it currently stands, the Indigenous people of this country who have been here for over 40,000 years are not in the constitution, okay? So what would essentially happen is because they would be added into the constitution, they cannot have overly bad things happen to them. Which has which has happened with the stolen generation of the you know fifties, sixties, and seventies, where children were taken from Indigenous people and given to white families. Uh, part of the reason why this happened is because they're not a, a part of the a considered part of the constitution. They've got no rights. So, a poll was put out, and this was for Indigenous Australians to say whether or not that they believe that what's going to be introduced is something that's going to be beneficial to them. of Indigenous people voted yes, that it was very important it should happen, okay? The people who are saying no are basically outright being racist. And the reason why I say that is because they are denying the traditional owners of this land who we acknowledge at the beginning of every single show, they are denying them their own rights in their own country. Okay. The conspiracy theorists believe that what it is is that the Indigenous people are going to be able to take over. That's not what they want. They just want a voice. No, it's not. Well, yes, they do believe that, but they're idiots. But it's more the fact that why is the government pushing this? So it just seems really strange that they're pushing this. The government is pushing this because it is 230 years overdue. No, I agree with that. Like I'm I'm still voting yes. I believe that they should have a voice and some say in parliament. But it's just, it. I don't know. Like it's the same with the anti-abortion laws that got pushed like it was they were doing that but they're trying to do that to grab your attention because they're doing something over there that you don't know about and it's mm-hmm. just don't when trust you, our government when you well see here's the thing now i actually know this it's a well-known fact that the australian population is the least trusting of politicians anywhere in the world 
right? We doubt our politicians all the time. So when our politicians actually try to do something that is in favour, it gets questioned. So previous governments, the Howard government in particular, who refused to acknowledge the fact that they should say sorry to the Indigenous people, um, was part of the reason why they voted out. Plus John Howard was a dick anyway. So then good old K Rudd comes in and starts the first steps in reconciliation, which was to say, sorry, there was a sorry march across the Harbour Bridge. So then what happened is Tony Abbott's government also like came in at some point, like he was before Rod. So Tony Abbott's government also refused to say sorry. Then what happened was everything was just kind of kept on the down low for a little while. And Anthony Albanese, who is the current prime minister of this country, is trying to make retribution for the atrocities that the Indigenous people of this country have suffered for hundreds of years. You know, if you asked me who the current prime minister of Australia was, I wouldn't have been able to tell you. <laughs> See, no this idea. is this is politics is my wheelhouse, okay? Yeah, no, this and that's is, why you're the best person to ask this question because I try not thing... to pay attention. This is the one thing where I can honestly say that I do believe that the government that is currently in power right now, which is the Labor government led by Anthony Albanese, is actually trying to do the right thing. Other political strategies, all of that, other, other politics aside, whatever he does, he does. But he's trying to give people who inherently should have a voice He's giving them exactly what it is they need. This is a stepping stone to more, uh, um, to uh, give the, the Indigenous people and the Torres Strait Islanders and the Tiwi Islanders more independence in how things should be run for them. As I said, it's not... Anything that happens, the Aboriginal people have to be consulted and if they say no, it's no. It's not a veto thing. What it is is when they are actually making laws, when they are doing things where the Indigenous community are at the forefront of it, instead of white people just making decisions on what happens in the Indigenous community, there are going to be Indigenous representatives in there guiding and leading to what should happen and how it's going to affect the Indigenous community. Now, and thank you for attending my TED Talk. Cars, politics, could we get any fun? You're so, welcome. That was my week. <laughs> um, How was your week besides your stupid cars? Besides what you <laughs> Uh I had a, um, a migraine thing yesterday. I actually had to finish work very early because I just wasn't feeling great. I thought it was a, first I thought it was an ear infection, but it, it turned out it was a, it was like a mini migraine. I was pretty much flat for, and sleeping on and off all day after I finished work yesterday. Um, but um, the rest of the week was okay. It was all right. Went into the office, did the usual thing. Nothing monumental happened, but I'm sliding straight into a pancreas moment. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Oh, my pancreas. This has nothing to do with people. This has something to do with, okay, so you've, have you ever heard the thing of never meet your heroes? Yeah. Okay. 
something parallel to that. Okay. So <clears throat> one of my favorite TV shows ever is the West Wing. Mm. And uh, one of my favorite characters is CJ Craig, played by the fabulous, wonderful, should be a gay icon, Alison Janney. And in one of the scenes, the guy who's got a crush on her, he finds out that she loves goldfish. So he buys her a goldfish and it turns out she likes the goldfish crackers. Okay. Right. Yep. So this is one of those things where I've always wanted goldfish. I always wanted to try the goldfish, right? And you see them come up and stuff. Now, I always wanted to try Jolly Ranchers. I remember having them in the States, but I don't remember how good they were. And now I have this serious addiction to Jolly Ranchers. So there's a place that um, you can get them from and they had rainbow goldfish. Now to go to the US candy store that's at Warringah Mall, these goldfish cost $15.99 for a packet. This place was having them on sale for $9.99. So Cass was in. She's saving herself six bucks. Everything's all good in the world. She's going to get these goldfish and she's going to, if I can try them, because she's been trying desperate to try them for over 20 years. She had them and they were fucking awful. Yeah. Aren't they just like these small little cheesy? They're like, like cheddar. They're like yeah, they're gross. Cheddar, I've had cheese. them. They're yeah. fucking disgusting. I could have told you that. And she now I've got three quarters of a fucking bag sitting there that I'm having to slowly try and work my way through because I've got to justify the $9.99, right? The dogs. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm giving it a go. The only good thing about them was, <clears throat> so they're normally like just cheddar and they're like orange, but these are rainbow. So there's red ones, green ones, yellow ones, blah, 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 blah. So that was nice to open up the pack too. And the pack's nice and everything. But these cheddar things, it was like eating cheesy stale jacks. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, the macaroni and cheese powder that they have. Yeah, in, yeah it's like that. Yeah. Un- uncooked. And then it's yeah. like, yeah. And then it's like the chicken drumsticks you used to get. Like, you know, the yeah. I don't know if they still do those. And then make them smaller and stale. Yeah. That's what they are. yeah, so I told you that. I remember having goldfish. So here's the here's the thing, right? So when because I I didn't get them when I was in the states, I was addicted to Three Musketeers at the time. <laughs> so what what happened was a couple of friends of mine in the states. I'm like, um, when you come down or whatever, can you bring some goldfish? And they're like, yeah, goldfish are amazing. And you're liars, you're liars. Goldfish are shit. They are. It has ruined my week. The fact that these goldfish, which and then when they finally took, because it took three days for them to turn up and they turned up and I'm like, yeah, the goldfish are here. It's great. So, you know, we had the TV going. We were watching Fuck If I Know on the TV. And I was like, yep, yeah, let's open up this goldfish. The packaging was good though. Um, opened up the goldfish and I tried one and went, hmm, interesting. Okay, that's the first one. I'd had a Jolly Rancher, so I didn't know whether or not that flavor combo was working very well. So, you know, I um, uh, cleansed my palate with some Red Bull and I tried the, um, the, the more of the goldfish and they were fucking shit. So the thing was that um, the Jolly Ranchers actually made the goldfish taste better in my mouth before I cleansed the palate and just went for the goldfish. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Uh, anybody who ever tells me that goldfish are good and I don't know what I'm talking about, fuck you, they're shit and uh, they taste stale. Even though they've got the crunch of something that's fresh, right, they fucking taste stale. They're mm. not it, – it's not right. 
The only thing that I can suggest that they could go possibly go into is a soup of some kind. No. If you've got a little bit of a soupy thing where you need a little bit of a cheddar cheese hit or something like that and a little bit of crunch before they get all soggy, they would probably be really good as like a cracker on top or whatever. But like as far as I am concerned, do not, do not anybody, and I know there are people from the States that listen, when you come over and you bring me my shipment of stuff, if you add goldfish, they're going into the ocean. Because I live not far from the ocean. I will walk down there. And I would throw them into the ocean. Well, goldfish are freshwater fish anyway, so you should probably put them in the toilet and just flush it. I don't want to back up my toilet. <laughs> Although I could because you can't shit in anybody else's toilet except one in a confined space. So Exactly. need to be able to touch yeah. those walls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I went to a hotel. We went to a um, – we- we went up to a place called Gloucester a few, a couple of years ago and the bathroom that was in the loft that we were staying in was fucking huge. I think I know where you're coming from. Okay. It was huge. There was a spa bath in one side, a shower and the toilet. And the toilet wasn't near anything where you could grip onto or you could lean against if you're there for quite a while or <laughs> anything like that. So I actually remember I was kind of, I, 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 it's just popped into my head. So like I'm with you now. Because I, I was sitting there and, you know, that little voice is kind of like, God, there's, you can see for miles in here. There was just so bit, there was, there was nothing. And this was before the surgery. So I always had to hold on to something in order to be able to reach around to be able to do the wipe. So like I had like the, the feet hooked behind the toilet bowl, trying to get myself the leverage to be able to do it because I couldn't hold on to a wall. I couldn't do any of that. So I get where you're coming from now. I just, that, that place up in Gloucester just reminded me of it. Yeah, no, you need to have a wall. No, you're right. You need to put something there. Yeah. Yeah, you need somewhere to rest your phone. <laughs> somewhere to rest your phone, somewhere to rest your elbow, because if you're there for a while, like, and your arms are, like, kind of dropped down, yeah, you get a bit tired. You need yeah. to just kind of do your a legs lean. get all, like, tingly. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you now. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Part of me, one moment. I'm fucking standing up. So, yeah, I mean... I mean, it could be worse. You could be in one of those places in like Malaysia where they've got a squat over the hole. Yeah, I don't know how I'd go with that because I can't really squat in the woods either. It just feels a bit too exposed. I remember um, when I was flying to London, I had to stop at Kuala Lumpur Airport, which was a fucking feat in itself. Um, and I was like, when I got off the plane, I'm like, got to go to the bathroom. And when I walked in, there was this dirty, great big line. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, what the hell? So I'm standing here and I'm waiting for it and I finally get my turn. And when I walk in, there's like 10 stalls, yeah? And I see the line and I'm like, this is bullshit. The other fucking nine or 10, like the other eight or nine are empty. So I go to, and it's the holes. And the lineup was for the only Western toilet. <laughs> so I kind of stepped back into line and I, I swear the look on this lady's face was like, look, you lessened, didn't you? But I'll go, I'm going to let you in anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so you could do a squatty potty type thing, like, you know. I really need to buy a squatty potty. I keep going to buy one and I just completely forget. The old place that we used to live at at Greystains, the bathtub was close enough but far enough away, so if I was struggling or anything, I'd put my feet up on the edge of the bathtub (laughs) and that would give me squatty potty vibes. So the entire time we were living there, I really didn't have bathroom issues. It was a tough pancreas this week 
is again the government passport applications. In particular, <laughs> in particular, a lady named Vicky. What happened was, so I've done the boys' passports. I've actually got them. I did their passports, uh, what are we on, Saturday? So last Friday. Right. So 1st of 30th, something, whatever. Anyway, got them yesterday. So it took mm-hmm. a week. Not, not bad. Not bad. Not um, bad. I did my passport the previous Monday. So we're going on almost two weeks now. So I get a phone call last week from this lady named Vicky and I was at work and I was just about to go. So I had to, she's like, oh, do you, I thought she said she was from like a recruitment office. And I'm like, where are you? From? Like, I thought it was one of those scam calls. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, from the passport office. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, look, you're, I said, I don't really have time to talk. And she's like, will you, can you read it in email? I said, yep, send it to me in email. I have a read. Anyway, it's, she says I've missed out my middle names. Um, in one of the 7,000 times you write your name in the applications. Right. Everything's got to be done twice. It's, I, I swear it was like 12 times I've written my names, but I also did the boys' passport. So my names were written in there. Anyway, so I've missed out my middle name and because it's got given names and then mm. last name. And usually it's like first name, given names, last name. That's usually how they structure things, not the passport people, but usually how. Anyway, so I've missed that. I've missed out on that. And then she's like, oh, you need to give you a change of name certificate. I'm like, but I haven't changed my name. I'm pretty sure as a government official, like you could see that I have not changed my name. It's on everything. Driver's Mm -hmm. license, whatever. It's on everything. Obviously, it was a mistake. So I sent back an email being like, look, it's a mistake. I tried to call her, went to voicemail. I've tried to call her almost every day. I even tried on private to see if she was just screening my number. Um, turns out, no, she just doesn't answer her phone apparently. And so now I feel, cause I can see my passport applications just in the like under review. Yep. I feel I've been put to the bottom of the list now. Like I feel I'm going to have to wait the full six weeks to get my passport because this bitch won't just go back and be like, no, nah. like that's okay. Mm. I can't even edit it online. It won't let me. See, this is the thing. So if you change your address, right, and you want to change things like your Medicare card, your tax thing, you can go into MyGov, which is federal, Mm -hmm. right, change your details online. You don't have to do anything, right? Mm -hmm. So I found out with my passport application that um, I had an old address. It turned out you actually can change it online. But when I actually spoke to somebody from the passport office, they were like, oh, you have to fill out document N blah, 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 blah to change if you want to change your address on your passport, even though my passport is expired, right? Mm. And no, I, and I told I, you you could change your passport, your address on your passport. Yeah, but I spoke to the passport office before then. Oh, right. Right? And so, but I said to them, I said, why can't I just do it online? I can do it with my Medicare card and with my tax. Why? Why would this be any different? Why do you need... Why in this day and age do we need paper considering that we were um, in a pandemic? So why is 
they're things that are still like not paperless. See what I mean? Well, it's like the the licenses. So our licenses are on our phones now, mm-hmm. but the police will accept them, but banks mm-hmm. won't. So I tried to open up an account with, I think it was IMB, and they're like, no, 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 we don't take those. We have to take, I'm like, the police believe me, but you don't. Yeah. Very confusing. You need one rule for everybody. Yep. So Vicky, if you're listening, fucking do my passport, you stupid bitch. Get your shit together. Stop having long lunches, Vicky. Just get it done, girl. It's what you get paid for. I'm thinking like next week I'll carve out like two hours of my day and just spam call her. Just spam call the phone. You should. All she has to do is go, okay, so she wants to put her middle name in. Okay, there we go. It's on everything else. Yeah. I get it. Or let me adjust it online and then, I don't know, resubmit it. Well, the reason why I have a problem with this whole not paperless thing is once you do all of that bullshit on the line, you still have to print out a document. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And you still have to go to the post office. Mm-hmm. So, right. like, what of it? My my missus, right, it depends on how she wants to do it. She can pretty much just do it online, the whole thing online. Or she can send in documents. It's up to her. Like, the New Zealand government have got it together. I hate saying that. The New Zealand government have got it together. Well, like, honestly, if they're going to be asses about it, I could go to the Canadian consulate in Sydney and just get my passport there. doesn't matter which one you fly out of. The one you fly in with matters, though. Canadian doesn't really, doesn't get you any more benefits than, like, Australian, no. like, you get to go straight through or whatever. But Australian and New Zealand ones, you get to go to the right instead of going through customs. Yeah, correct. Yeah. But anyway... <laughs> Yeah, fuck you, Vicky. Fuck bitch. you, fucking passport high horse. She's a bitch. Um, all right. Yeah. So, only murders yeah. in the building. Last it episode. happened. It happened. It happened. I don't watch the show, but you watch our podcast. I do episodes. When did you predict the mother and son? I thought it was quite early on. I think it was. Who are throwing ideas out there, just accusing everybody. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I didn't realize that it was actually like, oh, was it not last episode? Maybe the episode before. I thought it was like earlier, and then we sort of yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like yeah, maybe two episodes in or something. And then we dropped that because well, okay. So my thing was like I didn't know the motive, and then obviously the bad review made sense. Yeah, and then it became a uh, motive. What is it? Motive, means, and opportunity. That's uh, it. I couldn't think of the means. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. So obviously, uh, Meryl Streep's character. Greta. Meryl, let's go with that. I can't remember it because every time she's on, I'm like, it's Meryl. Okay, Greta. I would think it was Greta. Yep. Um. She was just covering for her son, Dickie. Dickie. And then he found out, well, like, he was like, oh, I'm all, I was so cute. It was very, very sweet. It was. He was like, I know you. 
They look very similar. Is that her son in real life? Because no, she only has daughters. Oh. So we found out that the old lady poisoned him. Yes. What's it? I can't remember her name. Donna. And then turns out her son. I don't know, get the whole like gonna kill Please. himself issue. Would you? Okay. Moral dilemma. Yep. If Lucretia had killed someone. By yep. accident, like it wasn't, it was how Ben got killed. Yeah. Would you, and you had three months to live, you you know, you were dying of terminal cancer. Would you lie and take the blame? Yep. Or she did it on purpose. Or she's just a psycho bitch. Yep. Okay. Yep. But that's just me. Um. Oh, husband, you're going to jail. I'm gonna go. <laughs> your travel husband, you go to jail. <laughs> you get to be somebody else's bitch and not Haley's bitch. <laughs> I want to enjoy my three months on this. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 I just take it. I definitely do it for one of my sons. Yeah, but I love my spouse. So <laughs> True. he's already um, convinced no. that we're trying to kill him. No, see, the thing is, I think part of the reason why is because I know my wife well enough to know that if she was, there would have been a really good reason for her to do it. It wouldn't have just been for shits and giggles. I think she'd um, herself in any way. I think she would too. I think, you know what, I think they'd let us both go because we'd both be like, no, I did it. No, I did it. No, I didn't. Because they wouldn't be able to figure out who did it. They'd just be like, oh, fuck it. Just <laughs> let him go. Uh, yeah. Um, I think... Here's the thing, though. I think if it was the other side of the coin, actually, no. I think no. My wife actually probably would. She'd she'd take the fall for me. No, the moral compass is much higher than most. True, true, true. But also, I there's think... like a conniving bitch in there as well. So maybe, maybe. Love you. Love you, Lucretia. Love you, conniving bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, it turns out that uh, Donna tried to poison uh, Ben, um, and then um, it Not was to only kill him, supposed though. no, it was only supposed to be enough to make him sick so he couldn't go on. Um, then Cliff, I think his name is, uh, saw the whole thing. Then um, we actually find out near the elevator shaft that Ben got a phone call from the hospital basically telling him about the rat poison. He put two and two together. Uh, he said that he was going to call the police because Donna tried to kill him. Cliff got the shits. Cliff all of a sudden manned up mm. and started pushing him around. And then he was the one who pushed him down the elevator shaft and Ben grabbed the hanky and the two of them were taken away because they're naughty people and they tried to kill Ben and one successfully managed to do it. And then there's the after show rap party because the show turned out to be a flaming success. And uh, a nice little special surprise, Saz comes to visit. Not who is, long. Of course, who is obviously Charles Hayden Savage's body double in just about everything and says to Charles, I have something very, very important that I need to talk to you about. We'll talk about it downstairs in your apartment. 
and you think Charles goes down there and it turns out it is Zaz who gets shot through the window and leads to death. End of season three. And then the next day we find out there's a season four. Yes. So obviously I feel that was meant for Charles. Yes, I believe so too. However, you're thrown by the fact that she needs to talk to him about something important. Yeah. I think that's what that episode will be, is trying to figure out what she was trying to tell him. Yeah. So they've killed off Saz. Who does that? Well, she'll be in it because they'll jump back and forth like they did with Ben. So even though Paul Rudd was killed at the start of the episode, we saw him for most of the entire season. Yeah. Um, Another murder in the building. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to live there? What about Joy? Didn't didn't he yes, get a, didn't he get a he got message? a message from yeah. Joy? And it was like he got a message from Joy, remember. and he's got the fucking killer and psycho ex girlfriend as well. Yeah, he does. He does know how to pick them. He just he like does. a bull. He sees all the red flags. But they killed off Saz. They're killing off Saz. But that means that Saz is going to be in season four. Yeah, but then what happens if there's a season five? No Saz. But they're getting old, so Grace and Frankie just kept <laughs> just kept going one and going se- and going until they didn't want to do it anymore. One season at a time. Yeah. I know, I know. So they might leave it on a cliffhanger, and someone actually dies. You never know. But only murders in the building. Season three, done, done, done. In season four, they might <laughs> film it right away. They're gonna have to. It's probably written yeah. because the writer's strike has ended. Oh, is that? I didn't know that. The writer's strike has ended, but the screen actor's strike hasn't ended yet. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So shall we uh, move on to the new segment, This Gay in History? Yes. Okay. So this episode, This Gay in History is Rock Hudson. I do you know do. who Rock Hudson is? I do because I watched... They made a TV show about him. Right. Um, yeah, keep going. So Rock Hudson was born Roy Harold Shearer Jr. in November 17th of 1925. Now, November 17th is a significant date for me because that it will be the anniversary of my gastric bypass surgery. So it turns out that um, my love for Rock Hudson now has the extra bond of November 17th. Okay. Uh, he would have been 98. So Rock Hudson was one of the most popular movie stars of his time. He had a screen career spanning more than three decades. He was uh, in uh, some, so some of his notable movies, he was in Giant with uh, Elizabeth Taylor and uh, James Dean. And he received an Oscar nomination for Best Actor in that movie. And then he found some more success with a string of romantic comedy movies with Doris Day. Uh, Doris Day, if she is not, should be a gay icon, but I believe she is. Um, she is they are both in one of my favourite movies that I watch at least every six once every six months called Pillow Talk. Uh, they're also in a movie called Love a Comeback and Send Me No Flowers. So 
Rock Hudson is A, pretty, B, extremely handsome, charismatic and charming. Very, very pretty. I hope you put a photo up of him and you pick a good one because he was a good-looking man. So while his career developed, Hudson and his agent, Henry Wilson, kept the actor's personal life out of the headlines. In 1955, Confidential Magazine threatened to publish an expose about Hudson's secret homosexuality. His agent stalled it by disclosing information about two of his other clients. He provided information about uh, an actor called Rory Calhoun's years in prison and the arrest of another actor who turned out to be gay as well, Tab Hunter, at a party in 1950. According to some colleagues, Hudson's homosexuality, uh, homosexual activity was well known in Hollywood throughout his career and former co-stars claimed they knew about his homosexuality and kept Hudson's secret for him. So soon after the incident, Hudson married Wilson's secretary, Phyllis Gates. Gates later wrote that she dated Hudson for several months, lived with him for a couple of months before the surprise marriage proposal and married Hudson out of love and not, as it was reported later, to prevent an expose of husband's sexual, uh, sorry, Hudson's sexual past. This is where it becomes interesting because uh, the... When Gates ended up filing for the divorce after three years of marriage, uh, citing mental cruelty, he did not contest the divorce and Gates received an alimony of $250 per week for 10 years, right? Gates never remarried, but there is a very strong, almost substantiated rumour that Gates was gay herself. So it was a marriage of convenience, okay? So although he was discreet, Regarding his sexual orientation, it was known among uh, his colleagues in the film industry that he was indeed gay. And in 1984, Hudson was diagnosed with AIDS. The following year, he became one of the first celebrities to disclose his AIDS diagnosis. And he was the first major celebrity to die from an AIDS-related illness in 1985 at the age of 59. So basically it was said and it is now widely known that Rock Hudson actually gave AIDS and HIV a face because up until that point it was just considered the gay disease and that's just the way it, it, he propelled it into the forefront of everything. So, <clears throat> so unknown to the public, he was diagnosed with HIV in 1984, three years after the emergence of the first cluster of symptomatic patients in the US and one year after the initial conclusion by scientists that HIV caused AIDS. Over the next several months, Hudson kept his illness a secret and continued to work at the same time, traveling to France and other countries seeking a cure or at least a treatment to slow the progression of the disease. His last role, was a guest star in the fifth season of the primetime ABC soap opera Dynasty until his age-related illness made it impossible for him to continue. After he revealed his diagnosis, a controversy uh, came out of it all because he participated in a scene on, tele uh, on the show in which he shared a long and repeated kiss with actress Linda Evans in one episode. When filming the scene, he was aware that he had AIDS, but he did not inform Evans. Um, some people felt that he should have disclosed his condition beforehand because at the time it was incorrectly thought that the virus was present in low quantities in saliva and tears, and there had been, but there had been no reported 
cases you know, like of transmission this way. So basically, in 1985, he joined his old friend Doris Day for a Hollywood press conference announcing the launch of her cable show, Doris Day's Best Friends, which was actually a very good show. Uh, she's a huge animal lover and, you know, she would invite her friends on and they would walk around her property in Carmel where she basically just had this menagerie. It was amazing. Um, he He went there, videotaped an episode. He looked very, very gaunt. Um, you know, she gave him a hug without thinking about it. And in those days, it just wasn't the done thing. Um, she later acknowledged that he was very sick. She just brushed it off. She came out, put her arms around him and said, I'm, I'm so glad to see you. Two days after that, he traveled to Paris for another round of treatment. And then he collapsed in his room at the Ritz Hotel and his publicist released a statement claiming that he had inoperable liver cancer. Uh, his publicist denied reports that he had AIDS and only said that he was undergoing tests for everything at the American hospital in Paris. Four days later, his French publicist confirmed that Hudson did in fact have AIDS and he was among the earliest mainstream celebrities to have been diagnosed with the disease. He flew back to Los Angeles a couple of days after that. He was so weak that he was moved by stretcher from the plane that he had chartered his medical attendants were the only other passengers on there. He was flown by helicopter to UCLA Medical Center where he spent nearly a month undergoing further treatment. He was released from hospital in late August 1985 and returned to his home in Beverly Hills for private hospice care. Uh, on the morning of October 1985, he died in his sleep from AIDS-related complications at his home in Beverly Hills at the age of 59. He requested that no funeral be held and his body was cremated hours after his death and a cenotaph later established at the Forest Lawn Cemetery in California. So what do we take from it? Uh, the first major celebrity who had AIDS, he gave it a face. Uh, so shortly after his death, uh, so since he made the announcement, more than 1.8 million in private contributions more than double that was collected the year prior had been raised to support AIDS research and care for AIDS victims. A few days after he died, Congress set aside $221 million to develop a cure for AIDS. Organizers of the Hollywood AIDS Benefit Committee to Life reported it was necessary to move the event to a larger venue to accommodate the increased attendance following Hudson's announcement that he had suffered from the disease. Uh, shortly after his death, Hudson made the first direct contribution of $250,000 to AMFAR, which is the Foundation for AIDS Research, and uh, helped launch the nonprofit organization dedicated to HIV AIDS research and prevention. And it was formed by the merger of Los Angeles organization founded by uh, Michael Gottlieb, Hudson's physician, and Elizabeth Taylor, the actress, his friend and one-time co-star, and a New York-based group. So for his contribution to the most motion picture industry, he was given a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, which is located at 616 Hollywood Boulevard following his death. And Elizabeth Taylor, in, in his, who was his co-star in the film Giant, purchased a bronze plaque for Hudson on the West Hollywood Memorial Walk. In 2002, a palm star on the Palm Springs Walk of Stars was also dedicated to him. So 
Rock Hudson, as much as he really didn't want to be, was a pioneer for the advancement in research for HIV and AIDS. And um, I remember at the time when it was happening that it was on the news all the time. He Everything about him. was supposed to die. Imagine how many people's lives wouldn't have been saved if he did exactly. not die. Exactly. And that was part of the reason why I wanted to do this gay in history, right? Um, whether it be Rock Hudson was supposed to die so other people could live, um, other people in history, um, you know, uh, have their parts in um bringing homosexuality, AIDS, all of that to the forefront, and they're people that I want to do as well. Um, but I also just want to give you, like, a, a little behind the scenes on 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 these people. Um, I mean, obviously, as we go down through this, um, there's going to be some more lighthearted ones. There's going to be some definitely more darker ones. Um these these people need to be acknowledged because their contribution to the LGBTQIA+, whether it's because they were gay or because in Rock Hudson's case he actually had AIDS, um, these, these people are going to be forgotten and they shouldn't be. Um, but I will say that I still have a crush on Rock Hudson. Check him out. Um, Dude was like six foot five, six foot six. Nice chiseled features, good looking man. Pretty much all the way up to the end. Rest in peace, Rock Hudson. <laughs> You're great. And hopefully your legacy will live on. You humanized HIV AIDS, which nobody did at that point. So education you're welcome thank you for coming to my second ted talk so many ted talks i'm learning so much tonight and you're I welcome didn't, i didn't really want to learn things but there you go yeah. so can we move on to rupaul's drag race uk oh we're not uk i'm still in i'm loving it yeah i'm in i'm in i'm in um, the preview from last week into this week, I actually thought that the argument was going to be more than it was. It was kind yeah. of, like a, it was a bit of a fizzle, but at the same time, it was two bitchy queens who live with each other having an argument. I mean, that's always fun. In front of the editor of Vogue. Well, what, but the, the, the actual argument itself took place away from that, but yeah, there was a little bit of undermining and. How can you live with someone and not know that they fucking so like yeah, sack of shit? Weird. Come on, please, please. Um, so that, came that, up, that was a ploy. We came on Vicky Vivacious winning the last one against Caramel, and so she got the ver first repeater. Mm -hmm. Um, Michael Maruli, growing on me. Michael Maruli, yeah. Also, Kate Butch. With the Heelys, my favorite. That was fun. <laughs> she, she is becoming one of my favorites. Um, uh -huh. She's funny. I think she's going to do really well in, one, in the acting challenges and the improv challenges. I think she mm -hmm. might do quite well in the uh, Snatch Game. If they do Snatch Game of Love, I'm like, oh, 
I don't know. What are they uh, going to do? Can I just say, I, I can't remember if we said it last week, but Ginger Johnson actually is like the love child of Ginger Minge and Mrs. Sush- and Mrs. Kasha Davis. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. I um, think that's why I love her. So they had the mini challenge, which was, I think this was like supposed to be the replacement for the reading challenge because the reading challenges have been shit the last couple of seasons. So I think they yeah. like, were like, how about we do it this way and give them the prompts to shade people and yeah. then make it a bit more funnier. Mm. Um, And then they won an, a butt plug and then the butt plug, they got to choose the sewing stuff for the sewing challenge. Love a good mm. sewing challenge. Yep. Um, Caramel's face when she didn't get chosen by Tamara was like that nose was like almost down on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am so sick of them saying, oh, but I haven't sewed. You know, you know what this is. You know, they're going to have at least two to three sewing challenges. You know, get some lessons. Yeah. It's like, you also know that they're going to do the snatch game and you know that they're going to do an acting challenge and they're going to do a girl group. Like get your shit, get your shit together. There's been the 700 seasons. Do it. What 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 are you, what are they doing in their audition tape? Exactly. To get on, like they have to do a snatch game. They have to do like a snatch game thing, and then they get on the show, and it's like they go, "Oh, I don't have options." Like you put in your audition tape, you may not find out for a little while. You may find out that you get on about three weeks before, but you've got all of that time to prepare for just in case you do get on three or four characters that you might want to choose and then you might want to actually work on them. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Preparation. Preparation. Come on. They spend, they spend so much time trying to get their looks together, which aren't spectacular sometimes, mm. right? And why can't they do the rest of it? Like, I, I, it's just, it, it gets me every single time, and especially when they go, oh, I don't sew. There's going to be a sewing challenge, you fucking knob jockey. Like, get it together. Come on. And if you can't sew, use a glue gun like Tamara did. I will say that. I completely disagree with the judges this week. The four that were in the untucked episode should have been on top. Hmm. Which yep. was Kate Butch, uh, Ginger, what's what's her name? Ginger something. Ginger Johnson. Ginger Johnson and Dee Dee. Uh, Dee Delicious. They but should have part of me, But I kind of agree with the winner. Um. So who won? Banksy. Yes, she still should have been in the top. I don't. I don't know if I agree with like winner winner, but mm. I thought uh, Michael Maruli, sorry, was in was in untouched um, as well, and they had the Grace Jones blue number. Yep. Yep. Um, I thought all three of them were very well constructed. Mm. Um, so I was a bit confused. I did love that. Caramel thought she was in the top and then realized very quickly. But Caramel had what I am now affectionately referring to as the incomplete Wonder Woman outfit. Yeah, it wasn't great. No, like the feathering 
for the red and the yellow had the feathering for the blue taken off probably would have been great but they're the one that's the wonder woman colors they're the wonder woman outfit yeah it was just like feathers feathers uh, like almost could have got away with like the black granny panties from season two down under and like it probably would have looked better than the fucking blue skirt well, that she ended the- up doing like Alexis St. Pete, if she had just put like a G-string on and made right. it look like a cover-up for a bikini, then yeah. that would have worked as opposed to nothing, her little Ken doll um, yeah. situation. So I agree with the bottom. Naomi Carter, that G-string, if I had worn that, I feel like a slight breeze and it'd be seals clapping down there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I agree with the bottom. Should have been Alexis St. Pete and Naomi Carter, and we said goodbye to Alexis St. Pete. So I don't have to worry about the three uh, the three names now? No, we don't have to worry about that. Um, nice. We do have Miss Naomi Carter, but sorry. You got away. Um, I think she was so focused on her shoe in the lip sync that it just took the focus straight away. If you just ignored it, she took the shoes off and just kept going. But she was so focused on trying to get that shoe back on and, uh, like, uh, like how is taking a shoe off part of the routine but anyway well you do you well got caught they got caught on the fishnets oh that's right yes yeah yes. no you're right so, you're right you're right you're yeah right. so it got caught and then she was trying to fix it and i was like that's this just takes away from the whole lip sync so obviously you're going home yeah um yeah. i don't really agree with them giving tamara such great praise with her pink feather outfit yeah like she, she's confident, yeah. Yeah. But is, is she getting away with it because she's pretty? Do you know, like, yeah. maybe. So my opinion of Caramel has gone down a little, mm. just a little. Um, The whole, okay. So the flatmate did wrong. That's fine. Well, it's not fine, but it's fine. Hmm. Uh, the way she reacted was juvenile. Like when they were having the argument and she was just like carrying, and it was just, I was just like, you know what? So what if she didn't know that you sewed? So what if you knew that she knew? Like at the end of the day, like don't fucking worry about that shit. You know, this stuff sometimes is about mind games. You lived with Danny Beard Jr. You know what she's like. Because let's be honest, like what's her face is like, basically yeah. Danny Beard Jr., right? Like, you know what she's like. You live in the same house. This isn't a surprise. Surely this part of the personality, you'd just be like, well, this is what it's like at dinner time. Surely they weren't, like, constructing outfits to go on to the show. It's very confusing, like, as if yeah. you didn't know that your roommate. They knew. Of course they knew. But they're they like, knew, you but- better act your shit out of this. Okay, so remember there's an 11th contestant. So um, I can't remember the drag name, but they were actually taken out because they'd done naughty stuff. In RuPaul's Drag Race UK? Yeah, there's an 11th contestant, right? So they've been editing out the 11th contestant very well, but when they were doing the lip sync, there was the 11th contestant at the back wall. What? I I watched yeah. it twice. Mm-hmm. So they don't mention her at all. 
No, because she did a naughty. Yeah, but, but. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for you because I know you're typing up looking for it, right? Yeah. So I was watching the lip sync and I'm going, that must be the 11th contestant. Who was removed? So when you're looking at the screen, right, the left-hand side at the back, you see the mysterious 11th contestant. So they must have been safe. So how have they been, how have I not seen them in the lineup? (laughs) Because they've been editing her out. That's a lot of, that's really good editing. Yeah. Crystal Lubricant, who did not appear in the first episode except in parts where her wig was visible, was asked Mm. to exit the show following allegations of sexual assault. What also came to light after the airing was deleted, Reddit posted from February 2023, in which a member of show's production team accused the BBC of concealing this news. They stated that there were several allegations that had been made against her once they had begun filming. However, unlike the situation with Sherry Pye, who was immediately disqualified, Crystal was apparently allowed to leave by purposely botching a lip sync and the network wouldn't acknowledge the incident. But that's not what's going to happen. She's just edited out, but you see her in the lip sync in episode two, standing at the back. Okay. But I just don't know how are they going to do that episode. Like it's very yeah, yeah. They're just going to have a week where no one leaves. <laughs> so, I can't believe you didn't know. No, I didn't because I don't. I don't really go on like, like Instagram and stuff like that. Like I'm just not. I don't watch kick-ons or anything like that. It's not on kick-ons. No, but I mean, like, I just don't watch anything. Maybe you should. I do, but I don't have time. Mm-hmm. And I hate social media at the moment. I just want to know how long she was in for. That's what I want to know. I don't know. Okay. I'll do some more research. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just, like, how are they going to, yeah, how are they going to do that? Something like that. Okay, so top three. We're two episodes in now. Yep. All right. Kate Butch. I'm still. Yep. I love her. Yep. She's my favorite. Yep. Um. Ginger. And Marco Maruli. Marco Maruli. I'm going to. Hey, Marco Maruli. Maruli. <laughs> that was like the funniest thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think Michael Maruli for me is going to slip in and out of the top three for me. Yeah. With, I'm a bit. With caramel. I'm a bit. Yeah. I'm a bit hesitant, but I think it's because I like Michael Maruli more than I like caramel at the moment. Yeah. Um, I did say last week that I do reserve the right to change my mind. Yeah, of course. And the reason why I was saying that is because I had a feeling caramel might slip down a little bit for me. Um, Sorry to all of our American listeners, but she's fucking American. Yeah. Unless they're hanging out with other Americans who have the same attitude that she does. 
You think that the ground floor is level one? Yeah, right. It's bullshit fucking. Anyway, so next week's episode should be interesting. I'm still in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Well, now I'm more in because there's controversy. Now I'm just going to be looking in every Looking for the 11th contestant. Really? Oh, look over there. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, a little bit of a surprise for you today. You didn't know about the 11th. The more you know. Uh, I probably saw her and was just like, oh. And then that was it. That was the the end. Yeah, of the I meant I meant to mention the uh, the stray wig that happened to be there, but then it was, I I I was when I as I said I was watching it early this morning, and I kept looking and going, that must be that must be the one because mm. I don't recognize that person. Because um, I have like I'm, face blindness. I'm still not a hundred percent on everyone's names yet. I'm getting, I, but I write notes and that's why I'm getting better at it. I don't. Yeah. And I then when I do write notes, you can tell I've written notes. Because right. I read off them. Um, the other thing, BritBox, $2 for two months. Get on it. There's some great shows. I love, I love British shows. They just do, mm. they just do British, British, Britons just do it better. They don't. Not, like, ev- not everything, but yeah. They don't do like 15 seasons. They do like three or four and they're really good and you want more, but they're not going to make more. BBC only do six episodes a season of anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just finished two seasons of The Cleaner with Greg Davies. One was, he wrote and directed and very funny, um, dark, dark humor, but very funny. Yeah. Um, and now I'm watching eight out of 10 cats do count out. Do you, how are you doing with the great British bake off? No, I quit that. I was, I watched half an episode. No, you, you're not doing it right. You need to watch it with Mary Berry. What season Mary she comes Berry. In? Mary Berry is at the beginning. Oh, well, that's what I started watching. It's boring as shit. They took, no! me to a, they took me to a shortbread factory. I'm like, why the fuck am I at a shortbread factory? Don't do the, like the first season. Like I think it's like season two or three and then onward. It's, you can't. It's it's Mary Berry. Well, she's on BritBox doing another show. Yeah, she's that. fucking fantastic. Yes, I'm just going to binge BritBox at the moment because I only have two months. I'm not paying for another subscription service. No, fair enough. Yeah. So but, I'll be watching um, Line of Duty because they do that cop show. It's real serious there. Real serious. Next week's episode, I'm going to finally give you an update on the water bottle that I bought with the scented. I have been meaning to ask <laughs> you about that. I keep forgetting. It's been it's been a cliffhanger for so long. No one gives a shit if it actually <laughs> fell off the cliff. But now that you've mentioned it, we're back on the cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, oh. So next week's episode is no more only murders in the buildings. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race down. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race UK season five episode three. Mm-hmm. So thank you everybody for watching and listening. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe. Hit the ding for notification on the YouTube's. Uh, please, uh, if you're listening to us through a podcast platform, streaming services, aka, aka iTunes, 
give us five stars, give us a bit of a comment, give us a bit of a comment on the YouTubes. Hit us up in the DMs on Insta. Like we're more than happy to have a chin wag with you. Um, also, <clears throat> I might just say this. Uh, if you happen to be one of those people who go on to Insta, can you please go on to Ella Warra's page? Uh, Ella Warra is doing a GoFundMe for her uh, transitioning um, mm-hmm. and needs some funds for that. We have donated to that um and all the dollars that are going she also has links to other uh people in the trans community around her area who are going through and other areas going through transitioning it's very expensive and they need just a little bit of help um so i'm sure if you go to ella Warra's page she's going to uh have the links to those she also is doing some performances and little bits and pieces uh, where the proceeds of that will be benefiting the trans community in the Ellawarra region. So that would be great. Um, if you actually get a chance and follow Ella's uh, transitioning journey, she's just had hair plugs because she wants to have her own hair. Um, you see all of that and you see how, how much it's already changed her life already. It's quite amazing. Um, if you also want a little bit of funny, um vanity's uh stories on insta over the last couple of days especially when her Qantas flight to Auckland was late and she was stuck at the airport for five hours waiting for a flight to get her down to Palmerston North and she's sitting there popping Valium drinking it down with beer and just getting more and more sloshed as the stories uh continue had me in fucking bits of laughter last night um but yeah, please please support Ella. Um, it's so amazing to see how different Ella is from pre-announcement to post-announcement to being able to go through the head hair transplant uh, procedure. Everything it's almost like it's, she's a totally different person, and she's so happy now, and it's so lovely to see. So even if it's five bucks, even if it's whatever. You know, you're you're helping somebody be who they are and for others that she has the links to, you're possibly saving lives if you're just donating because they get to be who they are. So give it a try. Give it a go. Please and thank you. And, uh, yeah, hit us up on the DMs. Um, You're going to see over the the course of the next few episodes that there's going to be some slight revamping uh, and everything. Um, it was brought to my attention the other day by a friend, uh, that, uh, when we had Jack on, we never really probably introduced Jack, um, who is also known as Jane Doe. So, uh, we've, I've had a little bit of chats with Jack and Jack's going to be a more regular feature, um, because, uh, I would like to, basically follow the life of Jack as in Jack is now uh, non-binary. Uh, Jane Doe surfaced for the first time in May and um, I want the story to progress and I want Jack to be a part of it so Jack can introduce themselves to everybody. And uh, yeah, so there's going to be some slight revamping and there's going to be some slight changes and everything, but the essence of us is going to be the same. Uh, slightly more animated this week because A, 
I don't have the migraine anymore. And B, I've been having hot flashes quite a lot over the last couple of weeks. She's been hormonal because she's going through the menopauses. So not that that's call a new it thing. that. It's called the change. The going through the going through the change. Um, and as I'm actually saying this to you, I have the aircon on because I've been quite warm. And as I've been saying this to you, I just got a hot flash. Well, I've it's got going a hot on flash, right now. but I'm in a small room. Yeah, you need to like a fan in there because like you're you're trolling under the stairs. Well, I've just got quoted for aircon. Do you not have aircon yet? We have aircon downstairs. We don't have aircon upstairs, so I'm right. getting ducted upstairs. Um, and I might see if we can chuck a vent somewhere. What and and what does ducted aircon cost nowadays? Um, I don't know. He's sending me a quote, but I've gotten around between six and eight. Okay. Yeah. Six or eight bucks. That's cheap. Yeah. 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 I mean, just a fan to, you know, flapping your face costs like 30. It's just, you know, some little Asian kid that comes and fans you. (laughs) I don't know. They just chuck ducks everywhere and they'd be like, huh, you got ducted. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for everyone um, for listening and watching. Look, those of you who are watching, I want you to come to the screen a little bit closer, all right? We had an amazing week a couple of weeks ago where we had over a 1,000 views. That was followed by a little bit less than that. We didn't even make 100. Then last week, I'm not even sure if we've cracked 50 because I haven't done that. I haven't looked at the math right now. I would like to know what happened to the thousand people. I understand that sometimes people think that uh, shows get stale. Uh, But you know what? You don't notice if things change if you stop watching. So uh, those of you out there, you know who you are because you're really close to the screen right now. I'm talking to you. Get on before we go global. Get on before we come uber famous so you can go, I was the reason why that happened. And get five of your friends to listen to us as well or watch us. I don't know the numbers on the on the podcast platforms or anything like that. I only go by the YouTubes now see, and I go by the views and stuff. I do. Yeah. So we are up 86% from the previous period. So all those thousand people, maybe 50 of them, maybe 900 of them moved over to the podcast platforms because, you know, they're a bit more. Right, well, if that's the case, I sincerely apologise for being (laughs) accusational about you. But, you know, like I I watch through the YouTubes because I need to watch, obviously, for quality assurance purposes. Mm -hmm. Um, But then every now and then I like to just go back and check the number. I don't. It's very depressing when you you tell me. 
tell you what though, it's not depressing when you all of a sudden you like you go, oh, we put an episode out, and then like you check three days later and there's nine hundred views. Like what the fuck happened? So yeah, you're gonna see some changes. We're gonna kind of be the same, but we're gonna be a little bit more engaged. We've been we've been a little flat. Like let's be honest, we've been a little flat. You've been tired. I've been old and grumpy. But you know what? We're going to introduce some new things. We're going to get some people on. We're going to start doing some interviews again. Like, got Like, we're going to have to. Start, I'm going to have to start reaching out to people and getting people on. Um, we may have I some believe, special guests. I believe that was your job. My job was, it was my job. editing and producing, and your job was contacting people. <laughs> well, you know what the problem is when people don't come back to you. It's a problem. Yeah. Um, but you know what, I, there's been so many things going on and, and, and God knows what else. And, you know, people live their lives too. And, you know, if we're not paying you to come on, like you're not really in a hurry to do it. Um, we, we, we actually do get that and we're, we're quite sympathetic and empathetic to that. But, um, yeah, we just want to thank everybody and, you know, tell your friends about us. We're all right people. I know I say it a lot, but we really are. I mean, I haven't actually called the people who stopped listening to us dickheads. And one day I might call you a dickhead, but it's not today. So thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. Haley, do you have any words of encouragement, any words of wisdom, any anything, any musings? Um, No, just try and stay out of the obituaries this week. Every day above ground's a good day, right? Correct. Yeah. Excellent. And we will see you all next week. Ta-ta. Bye. Bye.